Hello world and welcome to the Philanese Nash Experience Podcast, an audio series of lighthearted and sometimes third eye opening conversations on entrepreneurship, leadership, and relationships from the African-American perspective. I am your host, Philanese Nash, welcome. And today we have a really special guest. Uh, he is the owner and PR specialist of his own firm called the Seventh Academy Public Relations Firm. He is also a full-time creative producer for the Mood Media Company. He has experience in both public relations and music production. It seems like his love is in music production. He is a creative. Uh, He also works with some of the big names in uh, sales. We'll get into that once we start chatting with him. Uh, He also has a lot of experience in production with music photography and videography. He's almost a jack of all trades, but he's an achiever in his career fields. I want to give a warm Philanese Experience podcast. Welcome to Ayube LaBear. Woo! Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> and thank you for being on the show. I know when we first chatted, I was intrigued with your personal story about how you landed where you are now um, as far as your PR firm and your work as far as being a creative and a producer. So let's just jump right into it. The first thing I've been asking my guests is how are you, your family and your business, how have you guys been handling COVID this past year and a half? Wow. Well, COVID has actually been a blessing to my business. Because it brought me more clients because I guess people were home and they had to figure out now what. So, I mean, that COVID has been a blessing on that end as far as my business. And it's also been a blessing uh, with my full time job as a creative producer because I got I was blessed to be able to work from home and just basically be around the house with my wife and kids all day. So, I mean, I, I couldn't beat that. I mean, but it's truly a blessing because I also know. Um, a lot of family members who have furlough and stuff like that. So I don't take it lightly. Right, right. So let's kind of dive into your origin story and how you've kind of got into PR and music production and then how it led you to wanting to start your own firm. And one other thing that we picked up on, we talked to a lot of entrepreneurs or people who are thinking about starting and taking the leap. And sometimes, you know, you still have to work that nine to five hustle while you are growing your business on the side. So just tell us about Ayube, who you are, how did you get into this and how did you start, you know, your own business? Well, I mean, your intro kind of pumped me up a little bit. So let me dial back some. Uh, I started off, I mean, I started in music at the age, maybe since I was a kid. Like I come from a family of musicians, uh, pianists. My wife is even a music teacher. Uh, she's a vocalist, uh, but I went to school at Full Sail and got my uh, bachelor's in music production because I just, the production of music is really what I'm into more so than being a musician. So seeing like uh, music, a song come together from beginning to the end is something that like I really love. Uh, so from my bachelor's in music production, I went into public relations because I wanted to learn how do you like promote stuff? Like, how do you get, I wanted to learn about branding, about audiences, and uh, basically, like, let's say growth marketing. Um, I wanted to learn more about those types of things, because in my 
life. I've met a lot of musicians who have great talent, but nobody knows about them. So mm -hmm. with learning public relations, I mean, I branched off into other uh, forms of business. So like small businesses, uh, religious organizations, entertainment and lifestyles. Those are like the areas of PR that I work in. Okay. So hopefully that gives gives you somewhat of a ballpark about who I am. Yeah, it does. Music definitely started all of it. Like I love music. I mean, my nine to five as a creative producer, um, I work here at the Walmart headquarters and we work with Walmart, both on the marketing side and on their radio side. So I do a lot of script writing, uh, show writing, audio imaging, uh, filming different con some content for social media, the whole gamut of a creative producer. So when we spoke before previously, when you mentioned that you work and do production for Walmart. So first of all, whenever, when anyone thinks of Walmart, it, it's not right. a radio show or a television right. show, right? It's, you know, the low prices that we can get. And so speak on that a little bit. Like what, what kind of show is it? Is it something that the general public can see or is it just an internal production? So it's actually both. I mean, there's some things that are directly internal. Um, Walmart has its own like internal social media page. But then a lot of what we do is public and a lot of people just don't notice it. So like uh, whenever I tell somebody like, yeah, I'm a full-time creative producer for Walmart radio, I'm already prepared for the first question. Walmart has a radio? Yeah, they do. <laughs> but most people don't notice. I didn't notice it. Um, but inside the stores, there's music playing at all times. But there's also two live shows that come on too. So there's an early morning show that's for associates only. And then there's a, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, there's an afternoon show that's for customers and associates that comes on 1 to 3 p.m. Central time. In the stores. In the stores. Okay. So next time I, I'm going in at 1.30. I'm going in and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to check it out. If you go in there in the next three months, because we do a producer rotational switch every three months and for the next three months for this quarter i'm responsible for the afternoon show so you'll even hear me coming on there talking sometimes oh that's awesome that's that is awesome so anybody in the next 90 days if you're in walmart between what is it one central and three central yes they may hear you on the plane on the so first of all we have to notice that there is a station playing because yes. we, we don't notice that. But if you, you know, now take take notice, take note while you're in there. You may hear Ayube on there bringing someone in. But that's that is neat. That is totally neat. Yeah, you can stream it, too, on walmartworld.com. You can stream it as well. <laughs> yeah, there's two shows that come on. You have it uh, live with Antonio and then the both show that comes. So on. What, what kind of content is it? Why would customers want to listen to that? Well, for one of the main things is to make sure that it's entertaining and engaging just to help customers kind of like uh, pass the time. We're not always on there like, hey, go buy this or go buy that. Like right, we're talking right. about news. We're talking about entertainment. We're talking about uh, special segments. And I mean, of course, my job is to script all of this. So we, we try to keep it as entertaining and Walmart friendly as possible. Gotcha. And I, I want to stress Walmart friendly because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in, in here that we joke and laugh about, but we can never do it 
on the show. That's behind the scenes. Yeah. Cool. So we'll, we'll definitely check that out. So how did you translate your experiences into your PR firm, which again is 7th Academy Public Relations? Tell us what 7th Academy Public Relations is all about and how did you come up with the name for that business? Well, so I'll start off with coming up with the name of it. I came up with the name of it because, you know, on the seventh day, God rested. And I just feel like that number seven is just super important. It has a, it has something about it draws me. So seventh Academy, I always feel like I'm learning. I'm never going to tell you that I know everything. I mean, I prefer to stay learning every day to grow, evolve every day. So that's where the Academy piece comes in. Mm-hmm. and public relations. That's that's the title. That's where the title came from. Okay. But as far as translating everything over to that, one of the things as I got older and as I got my master's in public relations that I enjoy is branding. Mm-hmm. Like I think branding is such a cool topic, especially as we get, not just because of social media, but it's just like where we are as a society. Like your brand is so important to you. Right. And it's not, it doesn't have to just be a business. It could just be you yourself. I mean, your brand carries over into employment, what people know about you, everything. And I mean, the first, the most important thing about public relations is we are responsible for who you are when you walk through that door, if you hire a public relations person. So how did you decide that it was time to pour a lot of your resources and energy into your own business? When did you know it was time? to kind of take that leap um after after a few clients and after school to be honest with you because i had to do a thesis and i mean that thesis took a whole lot out of me (laughs) but at the same time i like to help people and i like to i mean i'm a backgrounds person that's why i'm a a producer but i like to help people and i like to see projects and campaigns and prs campaigns but projects or campaigns to me it all falls back to producing because you can't get to the next level without a producer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, PR and production are very similar in that, in that regard. And that's what it was for me. Once I realized that, and once I got a few clients, it was like, you know what, let me just, cause you have to also in my degree program, you had to start your own business. So I just kept it, carried it on. I have two employees. It's crazy to me. That's crazy. But <laughs> I mean, that's not crazy. That's growth. I mean, it's growth. It is. But when I say crazy, like a good thing, like, you know, yeah, I, I actually did. that. So when you look back and how long has it been since you started Seventh Academy? You know, most of the time you have those feelings when you when you do the look back, like, I, I can't believe like we're here with two employees. So how long has it been since Seventh Academy be- came into existence so I graduated in 2018. I mean, the business was there, mm-hmm. but I really didn't go. I would say I really didn't go hard until 2019, 2020. Gotcha. And within what within half of a year, I, I got two employees. I have a social media manager and then a, a account manager. Was it a difficult decision and how, because part of the show is talking about, you know, relationship and work-life balance and how you manage starting a business with what else you have going on at home. You know, I know you've got a wife, you have some young 
children. You still have a full time. So what was that decision like? How did you and your wife kind of come together and just say, hey, you know, this has been going on. We're going to pour our time and resources into this. What was that like with you and the family dynamic? So when it comes to uh, so just so everyone on the podcast knows, I have I've been married for 14 years and we have five daughters. And one, of, one of the most important things for me is like whatever, because I mean, I'm not a wealthy man, but whatever it is I can do to leave behind for my children, I'm going to do it. Right. And so one of the things that, you know, I mean, I guess you could say like kind of smoothing your wife. But one of the one of the things was, you know, hey, with this business, uh, like my older my oldest daughter, she's into media. So, you know, I teach her a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. she she started her own uh it's this website called Redbubble where you could create kind of your own designs and sell them. So I sit down with her, go over her, you know, what is your brand? What her brand is anime. So it's like, well, what well, I don't know if I want to give you all, all the tools, the tricks of the trade, but anyways. Yeah, sit, no, you gotta keep you gotta keep things for yourself because that's why you have customers. I sit down and I go over, you know, the plan with her and I make her do it. But then I also bring her into the company and show her different things that I do just to pass something down to generations. Cause I mean it's just at the end of the day, you know, as an African American, that's not something that we were always privy to. And I know I wasn't, I know for me, it was just, Hey, make sure you go to school, get a degree, but it wasn't nothing really passed down or taught to me. So that's really important to me. And that was something that I stressed to my wife in order to, let's say some of those times when I'm more busy than focused on her, (laughs) that's, that's what I bring back up to reiterate. Like it's bigger than just daddy out here trying to do something. Yeah. I like that generational wealth passing down piece that you talked about. So you mentioned you have five girls and it seems like you are having a positive influence on them as far as starting their own business. How old is your oldest who has the the website? Uh, She's 13. Wow. So she's starting early. Anyone else in the household starting to look like they want to go into what you do or start their own business or any of that? So there's another business that my 12-year-old, the one right under her, she wants to start. I'm going to help her start that as soon as I get the funds for it. But yeah, there's something that she's wanted to start for the longest. And I want to see them at least try. Yes. Try, attempt it, learn it, see how it goes. And I mean, you don't have to give it up. A lot of things now to me, even if it's just like internet, if you're just doing a business on the internet, even if it's slow, you don't have to quit it. Right. It just might be slow for right now, but you could still have that time to, all right, the next six months, I want to pour my all into this. But there has to be some planning behind it too, right? Yes. And that's one of the most important things about PR too. It all comes back to, Branding. To me, branding is the where it starts. Exactly. So I also want to talk about, you mentioned you like to help people. And I love the fact that, you know, at home, it's 
the exposure, right? If you can see it, you can be it. Can you talk a little bit about any other ways that you are impacting the community? Um, I know you've got some organizations that you work with or some groups that you work with. How else are you working with other folk to kind of help inspire them to achieve their dreams or network with one another? Well, I'll, I'll share with you one of the craziest stories to me. Like I said, cra- I say crazy in a good way, not nothing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but so I actually am in two places because my wife and kids are in Florida, but I work here in Arkansas. So I'm back and forth a lot. Um, like I said, production is one of my big things. And one of my clients last last year during Christmas, there was a lady I met who in Arkansas, she does this all on the strength of just love for her community. She gets to, she, every week she cooks for Salvation Army. And then every, uh, during Christmas, she does this toy drive locally. And I wanted to film and do a documentary, mm-hmm. a quick five minute documentary for her. Cause I, I just never met anybody like this, but I mean, I've helped since I've watched her, I've like helped put her in different places but anyways i want to stick to her to sit there and watch this lady do this drive at a local restaurant and see so many families come up and cry i didn't capture any of the crying but i mean it was people like you know crying pouring their heart out um and just being so thankful that they were able to provide toys for their children because of this lady Mm -hmm. i mean one of the craziest things i ever witnessed Stories like that, if I meet somebody like that, I'm going to try my hardest to, hey, put them in the right place for their story to be heard, set them up with the right people for free. Because it, to me, it's just like stuff like that. We, we're not all built like that. And this lady's story, she uh, she came from poverty. Um, and her goal in life is just to help out as many people as she can. No nonprofit, no nothing. She just does this off the strength of herself. That's a great story. But most importantly, what I love is the fact that you are also helping other people by telling their story. And that giving back, that community is is extremely, extremely important. So we thank you for your efforts and giving back to the community in that way. One of the other things that I I also want to make sure that people know about, well, before we get to your social media, I want to know about the, this mantra that you have. I, I had never heard this, but you say that you live by the first line of Claude McKay's poem, If We Must Die. And that is, if we must die, let it not be like hogs. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean to you? So, I mean, of course, you have to read the whole poem to really get the full context. But just that one line, is, it's like, I mean, it comes from uh, my interpretation from it has always been because there's a historical interpretation of it. But I'll just tell you how it relates to me. OK, uh, for me, it's always that. uh you know, go out at the highest that you can. Like, don't just sit there and, you know, if you're going to fight, like really fight and see something through, don't just take what's presented to you. Mm. And I mean, that's just, 
that's just the way I grew up. I grew up with a grandmother. I have a grandmother and grandfather, but uh, my grandmother is a very, she's a fighter. Like, uh, she just doesn't take anything. And to me, it doesn't always have to be like physical or, you know, something aggressive, but fighting with your mind, like using your mind to really go to the highest that you could go. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just take what, you know, a path that somebody has given you or a path that somebody tells you you have to go. Why not go with what you want to do and go out fighting? How have you applied that to your life? Oh, man. How can I say this in a short way? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's just say uh, a lot of times in my life, I've been put in like an underdog category. Mm. And so for me, it's always, well, you know, I could do this. I don't need your approval to tell me that I could do this. Just watch me do this. I'll give you the best example. So before I went back to school and before I got my master's and bachelor's, I was a full-time driver at UPS and I didn't like it. I mean, it was good financially, but I just didn't like the work and I didn't feel like I was really utilizing my talents or brain. So, you know, while I was working, going to school and stuff, uh, plenty of people would tell me, oh, you're crazy. It doesn't get much better than this. And then people would tell me like, oh, you're going to Full Sail University. When you graduate Full Sail, you're going to be like everybody else at Full Sail. Like you'll never break into the media world. And so I graduated, left UPS in 2016, graduated in 2016, became a create a full-time creative producer in 2019. Then what? Then what you're going to tell me? Right. So don't be limited. Yes. I love that. I love that. But don't listen to people. Cause I mean, people, some people have good intentions. A lot of people give you uh, the worst of themselves and put it on you, project it on you. Mm. And I just think that's unfortunate in this world because I can't tell somebody what they can't do. I can only try to uplift them and say, Hey, if that's what you really want to do, as long as you've given it 110%, given the Mamba mentality, Shout out to Kobe Bryant. I mean, and go for it. Like, I've been in that situation majority of my life where people tell me, oh, you can't do that. So with that mantra in mind, have you gotten to a space where you are happy? Are you at a space where you don't feel like you're the underdog? You feel like you are in control and you are making your own destiny? A little bit of both. Because at the same time, I like to compete. So, I mean, I kind of keep it, keep those things close to heart in all honesty. Uh, but I am happy. I, will, I'll, I always try to stay at a place of happiness because, I mean, to me, happiness starts at home. And, I mean, regardless, God has blessed me with, like, a wife and five beautiful daughters. And I don't say that to sound like a cliche, but, like, I was just there last week, all last week, and I just got back here in Arkansas today. And, I mean, it's tough being in two places. It's been tough for what the past few months but it's just such a such a blessing man my my kids make me happy i cannot lie about that well shout out to mrs labear she's holding it down for the family <laughs> i mean she held, she held it down with five kids she had five she is. She is. I got to meet her. <laughs> well, we're getting close to the end of our episode here, but I want to make sure that all the listeners know where they can follow you. And if they want to get 
uh, some PR work from you, how can they find you? Where, what are your social media handles? How can they get in touch with you? So the easiest way is, I mean, of course, I have the website, seventhacademypr.com, uh, all spelled out. And then uh, my email is my first name, I-Y-U-B-E dot L-B-E-R-T at seventhacademypr.com. I prefer email over everything. Yeah. But then uh, social, as far as social, um, at 7th Academy PR. And then um, my personal one that you can find me on is um, at INL83 underscore. Yeah, and that's where people will find you doing some of your your personal projects and music. I did check that out. So, you know, if you are interested in following him on that, do that. But thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Ayube, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I also want to just make sure that everyone who's listening can follow Ayube. All of his social media will be in the show notes. I also want to just make sure that everyone has all of my social media handles, which is at Philanise Nash on all social media, including LinkedIn. Make sure you also check out the Philanise Nash Experience uh, podcast on YouTube as well, where you'll find the video version of this episode and all prior episodes from season one and two. I just want to thank Ayube again for agreeing to be on the show. I want to thank all of my listeners and uh, viewers for watching and listening to the show. And I also just want to encourage everyone to continue to stay safe out there. COVID-19 is picking back up. So if you have the opportunity to get your vaccine, please do so. Stay safe, wash your hands, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Philanthropy Snatch Experience Podcast. Peace. Peace.